This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. Good morning, everybody. It's great to be with you. I'm really sorry that we don't have that scripture uh, from John this morning, but I will do my best, uh, John Griffiths, scripture reading impression as I open uh, the word to us this morning. And uh, as Matthew has said, we've been looking at these psalms of hope, these psalms that bring out this theme and idea of hope. And this morning, I really want to continue that and draw on uh, and uh, go uh, beyond of what Ben was bringing us last week, because if you're watching this, and you didn't hear uh, Ben Makoska speak last week, I really want to encourage you to go and listen to that word. I really believe that was a really important word for us uh, in this time with the announcements that have come recently. And uh, I want to build upon that and I want to uh, look upon, as we look and we are in this roadmap, as we're looking to be able to be back together, be back in the same place, that God has something for us now that he's preparing something for us now. The God of hope is uh, speaking to us. And I'm going to be looking this morning at Psalm 147. It's one of the last Psalms that we have uh, in the narrative, but it has so much for us. And uh, I'm going to look at that this morning. But the scripture I I want to uh, pull out uh, and link it towards is the scripture that it's uh, that it, it has a context, which is Nehemiah 12. And if you turn in your Bibles to Nehemiah 12, I'm going to read uh, my paraphrased version from uh, verses 27 to 43. And it says this. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, They sent for the Levites wherever they lived and brought them out to Jerusalem to celebrate the joyous occasion, dedication with thanksgiving and singing, accompanied with cymbals, harps and lyres. The singers gathered from the region around Jerusalem. After the priests and Levites had purified themselves, they purified the people, the gates and the wall. Then I brought the leaders of Judah up on top of the wall and I anointed two large processions that gave thanks. One went to the right on the wall to the water gate on the east. The second Thanksgiving procession went to the left. They stopped at the gate of the guard. The two Thanksgiving processions stood in the house of God. Then the singers sang with Jezrehiah as the leader On that day, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God had given them great joy. The women and children also celebrated and Jerusalem's rejoicing was heard from far away. You know, there's going to be a day when we get to be able to be together again in one place. We're longing for that. In many ways, there's going to be rejoicing. There's going to be celebration. There, 
Uh, children are going to be celebrating. The room is going to be full of joy and the streets are going to know about it. And I'm looking forward to that day. I am really looking forward to that day. And for us as City Church, we've not been meeting uh, at all in any way. We've been doing a lot of, of this online. We've been walking, we've been meeting in our twos. And the Lord is showing something to us of what it means to gather as his people, what it means to be uh, together. And as we continue to look at this time, uh, look at this uh, Psalms of hope, I want to draw something out for us. And I hope for even in the times of what was being prayed for, for Tom and Sarah, that actually, and I've been loving this through this whole time, the Lord is speaking to us as a community all the time. And that uh, there's hope on the horizon. There's perseverance now. And there's things that we're going to learn now uh, that really are going to change and mould uh, and prepare us for that celebration than when we get to gather as a whole community together. As I mentioned last week, Ben spoke uh, and he said this. There's a word that really came from the Lord. He said this. It is not by what meets, uh, what means you gather together. It is that gathering together in my name is the means by which I am building you together to become a dwelling in which I live by my spirit. And. Ben spoke, uh, encouraged us around the importance of us meeting together in these twos, in these, uh, and when we're allowed to, we can meet in slightly bigger groups. That there's something that can happen there. It's by the the means of which we're building together by the Spirit. It's how we're doing that, the purpose of us doing that. Now, the context of that is interesting because the context of that is in Matthew 18. And we can hear if I read from verses 18 and 20, um, the context of uh, that chapter, we actually heard one of the scriptures from Sarah uh, that disciples are asking uh, Jesus, who is the greatest? And Jesus says, hey, you need to be like little children. And uh, he then goes on to say about the lost, be it that you, you would leave the, the, the 99 to go and find the one. And then we hear about how if there's an issue between people, how you can uh, reconcile and come back together. And then at, at the end of this little section uh, from verses 18 to 20, he says, I assure you, whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. Again, I assure you, if two of you agree about any matter that you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them. And, uh, you know, that word gathered there is, is we're being, uh, our minds are being renewed about what this means to be gathered together. And uh, I was speaking to a, a group of people recently about what that really means. And one of those explanations of gathering is to meet together, to, to eat together, to have hospitality between each one and us. And we can do that. You know, we can meet for uh, a walk and we can have our coffees in hand and we can gather together in his name. And there he is amongst us. And 
when it says among, it literally means in between. It literally means in between the, them. Okay. And uh, in this is really important for us. And I believe that if we understand the dynamic of what it means to gather as his people now in the context that we're in, what it's going to mean for the day when we come together as a wider community, it's going to mean that we will overflow, that our cups will overflow in a, uh, an exciting way. There'll be celebration and a dynamic that we've not experienced before. The scripture that I read at the start, Nehemiah 12, is the context of that scripture is uh, really interesting. The people of God had been in Babylonian exile and they had coming out of the exile and they were rebuilding the temple. They were rebuilding the walls. They were rebuilding something that they knew what it looked like. They had seen it. But life had been very different for them for a season. And they were coming out of that season and they were coming back together. They were rebuilding something as a people for a purpose. And this dedication here and this psalm, uh, Psalm 147, is thought to either be one of the psalms that they sung at the dedication of the wall or around that time. And uh, Psalm 147, uh, in some of uh, the the uh, versions was actually split in two. It was two psalms, and I'm going to look at it kind of in two sections. The first section I'm going to look at is verse one to eleven, and then we're going to look at that second section. And this first section opens, and I'm sure this is going to be what it's going to be like for us. Hallelujah! How good is it to sing to our God, for praise is pleasant and lovely. He counts the numbers of the stars. He gives names to them all. Our Lord is great, vast in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord helps the afflicted, but brings the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Play the lyre to our God who covers the sky with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, and causes grass to grow on the hills. He provides the animals with their food and the young ravens that cry what they cry for. He is not impressed by the strength of a horse. He does not value the power of a man. The Lord values those who fear him. Those who put their hope in his faithful love. Say that again. He's not impressed by the strength of a horse. He does not value the power of a man. The Lord values those who fear him, those who put their hope in his faithful love. He does not value that value. Uh, mean, the Lord values something. He's pleased with it. That idea of hoping is linked to what Tom was praying for is expectantly waiting for uh, and we're expectantly waiting in his faithful love that's covenant language that's hesed that's what Matthew has been speaking about in these weeks you know we are putting our hope in his faithful covenant love to us the Lord values those who fear him and you know the context of this is you know we're not impressed 
by the strength of the people. And this is an interesting thing for them to be singing because they've just rebuilt the walls. They've just been rebuilding something. And this psalm is saying, hey, I'm not impressed with your strength. Or what it actually says is the power of the man or the legs of the man is what that phrase also means. It doesn't, it's not impressed by the legs of a man here. It's not impressed by the strength you're putting here, but those who fear the Lord. This Proverbs 1, 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. In Nehemiah 3, the uh, people of God are building the walls. They re they're rebuilding the walls. Um, but the people were ready for Nehemiah to ask them that. They were ready for that because Ezra had prepared them. Ezra, a man who was full of the word. Ezra was a man who feared the Lord, who loved the law, who, uh, who meditated on it and learnt the scriptures. And he had prepared the people. So when the people heard and heard Nehemiah asking him to rebuild the walls, they responded. And uh, this is a little later, but we hear in Nehemiah 8 about Ezra reading the scripture and reading the scripture at the water gate. And he's reading scripture. He's bringing the Levites to help teach the people the scriptures. Later on, we see that he's uh, the family leaders are coming and learning the scriptures. They're learning the law. The people in all their uh, areas, in all the way that they function, are learning the scriptures. And in Nehemiah 8, they, they come and they come to the water gate and Ezra is speaking uh, the law. He's uh, teaching the law. And it says this. This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep for all the people were weeping as they heard the words of the Lord. Then he said to them, go and eat what is rich, drink what is sweet and send portions to those who have nothing prepared. Since today is holy to our Lord, do not grieve because the joy of the Lord is your stronghold. You know, our cup overflows. We uh, we can share in what God has given for each of us. We can rejoice. These people were weeping. They were mourning in some ways. They are uh, delighting in, in the, the law. They are they're finding that richness in the word. And uh, the, the word to us, the scriptures to us, us having the word within us really does bring us hope. When we gather together, when we bind and loose things, when we encourage one another, we can uh, give each other and bring each other hope in his faithful love. When they were rebuilding the walls, uh, they were scared that there was going to be uh, attacks. And so they would have people, half of them uh, with spears protecting the wall, while half of them would build. And uh, it got to a point where Nehemiah 4.15 is, is talking about them having a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other. 
I mean, that is a great image and a, a whole word in itself to say, hey, I've got something that I'm building with and I have the word of God, the sword. I have the, the sword that is full of the word. I have, I'm ready for battle. I also have a trowel. I have something, so they're saying, I'm building here. I'm building together. And along this wall, they had certain uh, people building a certain part of the wall all the way along. And your responsibility was to build your part of the wall. And for us in this season, you know, as we are preparing to get back together, me, myself, my family, this house, where I am positioned in this city, I'm building my wall. I'm taking my trowel and I'm building. I have a, a sword in my hand. I'm spending time in the word. I'm getting sharp. And I'm being really purposeful in preparing myself. I'm being really purposeful in building and being ready. And I just want to encourage us all as a community that that is so, so important. It's part of us being ready to gather together. One of the ways that I do this, um, Ben, who uh, spoke last week, me and him, we meet early in the morning and we go for a walk around Memorial Park. We turn up with our coffees, but more importantly, we turn up with purpose. We live uh, close to each other. In some ways, you could say we're building the similar part of the war together. And we walk around Memorial Park and we care for each other. We care for each other. We ask how we're doing individually, how our families are doing, how uh, what we're seeing in God. We encourage each other. And more importantly, when we leave that place, I'm full of joy. I'm full of thanksgiving. And I know for, for many of you, there's people that you're meeting. Uh, you know, I see people, other people I know on walks uh, close here, or I hear of other people meeting or being able to go and see someone who's having to isolate, who's be able to, to maybe stand at the end of a driveway. The, you're building things wherever you're positioned. You're looking after your section of the wall. You're building something. You're strengthening people and ultimately giving them hope and a sense of joy in the Lord. I don't get to see everyone all the time and I am really looking forward to the day that I get to meet everyone and be in that same place and make that joyous sound. But I do get little bits and little snippets, either through being together in a life group, which is really important. But uh, as a community, if you're watching uh, and you're not part of City Church Coventry, on a Sunday morning, we get together and we take communion together. And one of my favorite bits, it was the same even this morning, is uh, towards the end of that uh, Zoom call, we go into breakout rooms and it's a random kind of breakout room moment. And I love it because I do not know who am I going to see. And I see different people from around this city, different people who are building their part of the wall. And I get to hear how they're doing, how they're building things in their life. And I'm encouraged. And I haven't seen them in person for a long time. 
but I get to hear how they're doing and how they're building, how they're persevering, who they're going after. It's, it's really, really encouraging. Just want to give us a bit of an encouragement here. Um, within this context of this scripture, uh, there's a scripture here, a little phrase in Nehemiah 4 verses 3. It says this, Then Tobiah the Ammonite, who was beside him, said, Indeed, even a fox climbed up, and what they are building, he would break down their stone wall. There was a word of uh, the Lord came to us as a community a while back that referenced um, Song of Songs 2 verses 15. They said, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, for our vineyards are in bloom. And I wanted to encourage us as a community that there was people that had a perspective that the wall that you're building, the part of the wall you're building, that even a little fox could jump up and it could fall down, it could break. But that's not what's happening. The wall that you're building, the part of the wall that you are building is strong. It's a stronghold. It's uh, giving you that place where the vineyards are in bloom and you are going to see the fruit. There is no little fox that's going to ruin your vineyard. There's not a fox that's going to jump up and see what you have built crumble. The wall gets rebuilt. They get to stand back and they get to see something that they knew what looked like before and now through their own hands had been rebuilt. From their own perspective, their own revelation had been rebuilt. And this wall, uh, which is the final part that had been rebuilt, stands for the protection it stands for safety it was their stronghold it looked the same but there was a new perspective and they were ready to meet again the levites get called uh, there's going to be this psalm 147 is in this context of them coming back together and what happens at this point is that uh, the leaders get asked to stand on the walls and one is, half of them are sent left and half of them are sent right. They were standing upon the walls that the people had built. They were standing upon the walls, the sections of the walls that the people had built. And it was not giving way. Some of them went left, some of them went right. And they met again at the Watergate. I just want to pause here. Because as I was preparing this morning, the Lord spoke to me. About leaders. And if you are watching here and you're this, I'm speaking to obviously for us as leaders amongst us as City Church, but maybe there's leaders here that are watching this that are not amongst us. And the Lord spoke to me and said that there is going to be leaders that are going to stand upon the walls that the people have built. And you're going to have a new perspective 
as you look at the place that you you meet as a community and you're going to see and have new revelation of what that's going to look like that you'll stand upon the walls and you'll see what has been built the walls that you've that what you've been stood up upon from what has been built from the people and you'll have a perspective a fresh perspective of what it will mean to come together and meet in the place as one they all come round together and they're meeting at the water gate they're meeting at the gate the same place where Ezra and the levites and the people had come to hear the word they're stood here prepared and ready to go into the temple and to go in and praise god and to lift their voices for the surrounding place to hear and this second half of this uh psalm i really want to pull out uh, a, a particular section here and uh psalm 147 from verse 12 to the end and there's a little bit here that says this he spreads snow like wool he scatters frost like ashes he throws his hailstones like crumbs who can withstand his cold he sends his word and melts them he unleashed his winds and the waters flow now i want to point out that this would have been really unusual for the time this would have been really unusual for the area to have a place that was covered in snow to have a place that was having hailstones it would have been not a common sight and you could even say that it would have been an unprecedented sight like in the same way as that we're in an unprecedented season and time and there's this context of us having a uh, an understanding a realization of what god is doing in this time for us as people understanding of uh what he's revealing to us because he is in control uh earlier reference in this psalm talks about the grass being seen on the mountains and again that would have been seasonal it would have been something that they would have seen a change in the season where they would see uh grass and green come on the mountains it kind of came up in us uh, when we were praying earlier that you know those who wait upon the lord uh it snowed recently in coventry and uh the day that it snowed really heavily i had actually come out here to a uh, lecture uh, i lecture on a degree program and i came out here and my garden was green and i came into the studio here and i taught my lecture and my blind was down and i was teaching my lecture and i was in here in full flow and then i finished my lecture and i thought i'd go up into the house and see my family and i opened the studio door to my garden being completely white and uh it was a bit of a shock uh i didn't expect to see that uh and i came out and i was trying to come up my garden um but the sun was so bright 
that it was reflecting off the snow and blinding me and I was struggling to get up to the house. And the Lord really spoke to me around uh, this kind of change in season. That because of the snow, because of this thing that was we're not so used to, there was a reflection of his glory. There was a reflection of Christ. And it made me evaluate myself. It made me to think about where I'm at. It made me to think of what's going on. That this shift had changed in the time I'd just uh, been sat teaching a lecture. And then I was there uh, trying to get through the snow back back to the house. The scripture says that he sends his word and he melts them. The Lord is sending his word to us. He is sending his word through us. He is sending his word to us as people who gather with purpose in his name. His word that comes to us individually as we're building our own part of the wall. The word that's coming to us as we gather in twos, as we go for walks. And ultimately, even in this live stream, the word that is to us as a community says that he unleashes his winds and the waters flow. He unleashes his ruach is the word there. He unleashes his uh, his wind, which is a beautiful image of him releasing the spirit to us. And as the spirit is working in and through us, the waters flow. Jesus spoke about this in John 7, from 37 to 38. If anyone is thirsty, he should come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. As we come to him, as we come to Jesus and we drink, even as Matthew was praying earlier, our cups will overflow. The spirit will work through us wherever we're going. As Ben drew out, we might be going towards a meeting, a gathering, and the Lord speaks to us to reach out to the lost, the one not the 99 to the one and be able to say, hey, I don't have any m money, but what I have, I give to you. That we can be people who have living water that runs through us, that flows from the deep that's within us. It flows from the well that's already within us. It flows from the, the one who has given everything for us for this life ungodliness. See, when we gather, when we meet, in whatever form it is, if we meet with purpose, if we meet in his name, if we meet uh, full, 
we will overflow and understand in a new way what it means to gather in his name. We will bind and we will loose things. We will see things happen uh, from going on a walk somewhere or meeting someone at the end of our driveway or like this over uh, over a stream or uh, a call. We'll understand that gathering together in his purpose, building our section of the wall in our twos, in our threes, when we're able to, meeting in gardens, our idea of what it means to gather as his people will change. This dynamic will change so much that when we can scour the walls and we can send some coming from the left of the city or from the right of the city and we come all together and we meet at that Watergate. We meet at that place that's been a source of life to us, full of the word, full of the spirit, with our uh, our cups overflowing. We will no longer come to a meeting. We will gather together as one community, as one people, with all of our cups overflowing. And that sound, that place, there will be a shaking, as you would have seen in Pentecost. There will be a sound of the people praising God that will overflow to the streets. That's not just going to happen because we're waiting for a day that might come. It will happen because we have an expectation in our waiting that we are uh, being people who are persevering right now. That is even was spoken about uh, earlier that, that our vision sees the hope that's on the horizon and we're doing something about it. We are facilitating us working out our purpose now as we're caring for each one. And we will see ourselves gathered. And the hallmark of this will be very simple. That when they met, when they were together at that gate, there was joy. When I meet with my friend, go for a walk, I walk away and I feel joy. When I speak to someone over a call like this, I feel joy. When I get to have a little bit of a Zoom communion on a Sunday morning or however I'm able to gather and we gather with purpose, there's joy. People, I'm really excited and what the Lord is showing us in this season. I'm really excited for what he's revealing to us. This week, as you think about what you're doing, let the Lord uh, reveal things. Let him, his glory blind you as the, the snow that's in your life is revealing things to you. Take the trowel and the sword and see how you're building your part of the wall. Who's you? Who are you building with in that section? Because we're building that wall to a point where when we come together and we can gather together again, there is going to be great joy. There is going to be great rejoicing in uh, amongst us.
It's been great to be with you this morning. Who are you going to go after this week? Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org.